You're listening to The Riff, a podcast where Matt Black sits down between sessions to chat about industry happenings and creative musings. On this episode, Chelsea and Micah chat about the state of influencer marketing, how it has evolved over time, and how we at Matt Black have created a new way to leverage our influencer relationships, the Candid Network. What's up, guys? It's Chelsea Matthews and... Micah Haycoop. Haycoop. The director of operations at Matt Black. <laughs> and who are you? I'm the founder. Um, and we're going to riff today about influencers because um, it's that much above term that we kind of feel like isn't new news, but somehow keeps making the news. It, it won't die. <laughs> it, just, it just won't die. Um, and that's not a bad thing because um, we love us some influencers for sure. And uh, we are fully integrated into various kinds of influencer programs for a lot of our clients. Um, but we kind of just wanted to riff on like really what the influencer landscape is today um, because we represent brands were constantly approached with the question of like, what's the return on that investment? Is it still relevant? What should I do? Who How do, do I, I align work with them? Yeah. yeah. How do I work with them? And so it's something that we're, you know, constantly kind of talking about um, while also really understanding the influencers themselves and having relationships with them and, and understanding their challenges and their goals and things like that. So yeah, I always find it crazy at this point where I talk about the the beginning of Matt Black and I talk about like, oh, our core competencies from the beginning have been and then influencers, one of those two. Yeah. One of those two things. And it used to be just social and influencer and that and it seemed so much easier back then. It did. There was less brands doing it, which was helpful. Yeah, and and brands didn't really understand how to do it yet. So like you could do like the lowest hanging fruit and it was like, ta-da, <laughs> we drove sales, we drove traffic. And then, like everything in marketing, um, consumers get smarter. Yep. And um, the you know legal organizations they put some regulations in place. And people get managers. Yeah, people get managers. Uh, shit gets super pricey, spensy. <laughs> Way spensy. Way spensy. So for you, what's the what's the opinion now? What how how do people need to be approaching this now? Um, so I think in general, you know, the two main things that people are curious about with influencers is, you know, how do I leverage them into how do they drive sales for me? Um, really, it's kind of like if, if I'm investing these dollars into this channel, um, what am I going to get out of it? And we kind of firmly hold a stance today that you have to go into any influencer program with the only anticipation of it being about driving brand awareness. If you drive sales, that's a total bonus. Um, but really, if you think about it, it's about leveraging influencers in the same way that I feel like we used to leverage print media. Um, print media was like the golden ticket of PR, but there was never any direct correlation. You were garnering impressions, um, but you never really knew how those impressions converted to a sale. Yes, you could make assumptions based on uptick in traffic on your site or social growth or sales or whatever, but you never really could directly correlate it. And I think you kind of have to think the same way about influencer marketing today because really, you know, there might be something that someone posts about your brand or a brand that doesn't necessarily make the consumer in that moment jump over, but they did in, ingest it, you know, mm -hmm. whether they 
just saw it and they were like, oh, that's interesting. And maybe hopped over to the brand Instagram feed and made an assumption about what they think that brand is. Is it for me? Is it not for me? Oh, do they have cool content? Oh, maybe I'll follow them. Maybe I won't. But then I see an ad from them again later, or I see a billboard or it's, you know, any multiple ways that things are being fed to you through marketing, then you start to make an association. Um, And having that kind of, you know, perspective and like stamp of approval from an influencer as long as it feels really, you know, organic and not kind of forced, um, can be really, really powerful. Yeah, and I think it's that it's exactly what you're saying in that you need to make sure you're viewing influencers top of funnel, right? Like it's going to be awareness or possibly consideration based on how much people like that influencer, but you just have to pair it with a couple other things, right? And you can use that as a first point of entry that's really strong and then just make sure you have some like much more tactical things you're doing to get people to convert, whether that be making sure you have your pixels set up or whether that be the retargeting things. Like it's outside of like a very hefty YouTube campaign, which, you know, I I think is probably the best for conversion. Um, Instagram's just a lot of vanity metrics and that, and and that's something that's okay because, because you need that in in a lot of ways. And I think that there's something, you know, I mean, we've talked about micro influencers for a long time and there's a lot of different stances around that, but um, you know, there's, there's power in someone who just purely has 10,000 followers, who's able to do swipe up on Instagram and drive traffic to your site, let your site capture that data and retarget if you have, you know, ad retargeting set up. And that in and of itself is so valuable. The more new eyeballs you can drive to your site, the, the better you are. That's the hardest part half the time. So I think that there's a lot of kind of creative ways of thinking about it. But, you know, if we just kind of crack down, like how we are leveraging influencers today and um, how, you know, other brands are as well, I think it's kind of broken into a few categories. Um, There's actually a really interesting article on the Shapeshift Report that talks about, um, you know, could could brands launch today without influence? And it talks about how, you know, would Glossier be Glossier without Emily Weiss or without Into the Gloss, which had cultivated, you know, a large audience many years before they even launched the product? Or would Fenty Beauty be Fenty Beauty if it wasn't, you know, backed by Rihanna? So it's really interesting to just kind of watch the trend of how kind of influence impacts brands and how brands who don't have influence behind them are kind of coming into the market. And then I think kind of the next kind of bucket of influencer is really, you know, seeding campaigns and product launches and these things where it's really about just kind of pushing broader visibility around Mm -hmm. a specific initiative or getting product in front of the right people. And that's something that we've been seeing in the market for years, but that's really where you can leverage things like swipe up campaigns on Instagram or, you know, using kind of branded content from influencers for your paid media and things like that. But ultimately it's really, that's just that pure, like that pure, Hey, you know, if we're not going to get this hit in this publication, you can almost chop it up into 20 small pieces with 20 different people. Yeah. Um, And so it's like, it's, it's new in the delivery, delivery, but nothing new in terms of like spokespeople or endorsers or the things that like brands have looked for yeah, forever. Totally. So, and th- we talked about now the third, really the third way that we're working with influencers um, is is really content creation. I think the best thing is anyone, or I would say the majority of people who fancy themselves influencers and have built an audience, really view themselves as creatives, which is true. They have this awesome point of view and eye and voice that they're using but a lot of times brands hand them things and say hey because we're going to pay you 
do it this way, right? And they take the creative out of their hands. So, you know, we enjoy working with them directly and saying, hey, we'd like you to produce content um, that we're going to use. You don't need to put it on your channel, but rather our, our feed, our brand, our digital presence needs a fresh point of view. And, and from this need, uh, we actually kind of spun influencer off of Matt Black um, and started a, uh, a new vertical in the business that we're calling the Candid Network, which you can look at candidnetwork.co. Um, where we are doing larger branded content campaigns uh, for brands who need like a large injection of images of assets into their brand quickly. Yeah, and we we really look at it as like you know I mean we're we're producing um, photo shoots and you know video shoots and things for brands on a regular basis, and we know that it's you know cumbersome and costly, and sometimes it means that you have to be really focused on what you try to capture in one to two days, and that isn't you know that doesn't cover everything that a brand needs to tell a great story, and it also doesn't cover the fact that like natural user generated content or perceive perceivable user UGC is like actually the the most effective sometimes mm -hmm. in the sense of like when someone's scanning you know Instagram or even stories and seeing something that you know perceivably looks like was genuinely captured in someone's home, which it was, that's just way more authentic than like us trying to shoot and stage those things in an environment that really we only need a shot or two from and isn't tied to larger kind of brand initiatives. Yeah. And so that's kind of where Candid, I mean, it was something that we've been doing behind the scenes for like years, I feel like at this point. Yeah, totally. And, I th and it's just what we're shooting in our campaign shoots is for your 15, your 20 big days, whatever, where you know you have one thing that you're trying to communicate. But Instagram's like you're posting once to twice a day. You have emails, you have your homepage banner, you have that you don't forget about Facebook and Twitter. I know we like to, but like but like you have all these places you're pushing content out and this is just that color that goes around it. So yeah. you know we're working, we're partnering with brands, going to anywhere between 10 to 20 different creators, having them produce images and then handing back packs of 50, 100, 150 photos that they can just use to really fill in. And you're able to do it in a really cost-effective way. You're able to get a bunch of different points of view. Um, and it's just an amazing, uh, it's an amazing way to leverage all these people's creative eye. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I mean, I think that kind of puts a bow on it ultimately. I mean, those are kind of the, the three ways that we look at influencer today. And, you know, really it's, it's about you know, I mean, Micah, you said this earlier, but like marketing is all about capturing eyeballs and, and ultimately those eyeballs will correlate to sales. If you have a strong product and a great vision and, you know, consumers connect to you and influencers are just a part of that puzzle of driving new eyeballs and, and building in that kind of brand equity that you need, you know? So ultimately our message is like, go into influencer campaigns with an awareness first focus, um, focus on capturing, you know, those eyeballs, driving some traffic to your site. And if you sell things, awesome. But just know that like sometimes it's not a direct impact from a single post. Sometimes it takes like, you know, several posts from someone or it hitting, like you said, 20, you know, 20 stories over 20 people. Yeah. So it's just like, it, it takes, it takes a lot of different elements of marketing to get there and influencer is definitely a big piece of it for sure um yeah we'll check out the article shapeshiftreport.co check out what we're doing with candid on candidnetwork.co and as always we are at matt black thanks guys bye